This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. This is Kerry Earnhardt and you're listening to Earnhardt Outdoors, where the pavement ends and the dirt road begins. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Earnhardt Outdoors. I'm your host, Kerry Earnhardt, and I'm looking forward to our first season on Dirty Mo Radio coming to you from our Zalta studio right here at Junior Motorsports. Joining me all year will be an outdoor enthusiast and former driver like myself, Hank Parker Jr. Hey, Kerry. Man, we've got one show under our belt, so for the folks that missed it, missed our first show, why don't you just go through how this all came about and what we're going to be doing. Well, you know, I've been trying to do an outdoor show for years, and then uh, Kelly and Dell Jr. had joined along with me, and we created Earnhardt Outdoors, and it's a brand, you know, basically just get the children involved in outdoors. These days, you got these laptops and these cell phones, and, and it's like they can't talk. I mean, all they do is text each other, and same, sitting in the same room, they're texting each other. Yeah. So, you know, it's just trying to get the younger generation involved in outdoors, and people don't realize they think you just got there and sit and boring and wasting time but i mean i i find it interesting all, all the stuff you see with the wildlife and you know you see squirrels fighting and playing and raccoons and everything and it's just so much out there that these kids are missing these days and that's what we're trying to do is just get the children involved well what a perfect fit for us because we met because of honey and then we both got into racing and and you guys I, my dad says that people that race didn't get enough spankings when they were younger and so y'all were the bad influence <laughs> that got me in, into that dirty sport of racing. Uh, but we met, you know, through hunting. And so what a great fit for us. Yeah, it was. And, you know, we had a lot of great times. You know, we, you, you guys coming over, you, your dad and brother and all them coming over to the race shop area. We was working on our street stocks and it just had a lot of fun, you know, and just getting out in the woods together and fishing and hunting. And it's been a pleasure. Like I said, when that show first started, I was looking for someone to bounce off of, you know, because – it's kind of hard sitting here talking to yourself by yourself. So, <laughs> and I and I knew you know we're good friends and we race together and you big outdoor enthusiast. So I thought it was a great fit for us to work together. You know, uh, a lot of times spending uh, time out in the woods with your family is such a great opportunity to have good conversations. And I don't even know if you know this or not, but one time I was at, over at the old race shop with the Deerhead Shop and all that, Dale Junior and I, and um, uh, your dad told me he said, hey meet me here in the morning about five o'clock we're gonna go hunting i said all right that sounds good well dale jr and i had gotten in a little bit of trouble and uh he took uh so we i went hunting with him and we sat in one of those blinds and uh he pretty much read me out the facts of life <laughs> he, got, he got a few things straight you yeah. know i learned a lot from that conversation i'm sure you did i've had a few of them myself um <laughs> yeah there's times me and dale jr kind of got a little out of hand in atlanta and we got home after the race and that following Monday, we was out working on cars, and Dad comes, boys, come on, let's go over to the, it was where the paint booth was, right behind, right in front of the deerhead shop. So we walk in, and Dad comes in behind us, and when the door shut and it locked, I knew something was up. <laughs> uh, somehow he found out about things we did in Atlanta, and I got the most chewing because I let Dad Junior do some of the things he shouldn't have done. And, uh, <laughs> he was really the bad influence. He I'm was. Sure. He was actually he was. I mean, <laughs> you know. It's funny because he's a lot younger than me, but he's kind of influenced me a lot of ways. And, um, not, so <laughs> good. not so good. That's another good for ways. another day. Yeah, it? but you know that's what made me the person I am. You know, just yeah. dad, like just like everyone. You know, your your parents, you know, guide you in life, and 
have had some good times and some bad times, and yeah, I learned a lot from them. That's cool. That's cool. Well, you know, there's four seasons in a year, and that's fishing season, and that's hunting <laughs> season, and racing season, and where you got to make up for all the lost work in that's the last right. season, right? Yeah. And spring is here. My, you know, I'll say in October, fall's my favorite time of year, but but since we're rapidly approaching April. I'm going to have to say spring's my favorite time of year because of two big things. That's fishing and turkey hunting. Exactly. You know, that's why I'm excited, man. You know, I was, look, I'm going to Kentucky in the morning. We got a piece of ground up there. I'm part of the hunting club, and we're going to work on feeders and blinds and tree stands, and I'm, I'm going to play with the turkeys a little bit and see what they're doing. So I think that season opens the 16th of April, and it can, you know, it's in for like three weeks. So I'm excited. Uh, just this past Sunday, I went out fishing out on here at Lake Norman, and caught a lot of spots large mouse and hybrids and just had a good time we was out there for about six hours and we went out 5 30 in the morning with throw the cast net catch our own bait and yeah that's awesome. thread fin and herring and about 7 30 we start hitting water and just finding certain spots and go and over road, road beds under the water and drop yeah. offs and had a good time caught a lot of fish that's good that's fun and you know what Really, when you start talking about outdoorsmen and you start talking about hunting and fishing, what a success story because we live right here in North Carolina. You're talking about fishing on Lake Norman. There were not hybrids years ago. There were not spotted bass. Uh, There were no herring. And and now through the conservation efforts of hunters and fishermen, they've been able to build that lake and make it better. And not only that, when I was in 10th grade in high school, which was many moon ago, The National Wild Turkey Federation brought in wild turkey yep. to Lincoln County, where I live, and now we have an abundant supply. We we have hunt. We've had hunting season for several years, and uh, man, the success and and to see that all over the nation, how the the population of the wild turkey has come back is is just a it just speaks volumes to the the conservation effort of hunters. It does, and you know, I like I've done some stuff with the NWTF and the Rocky Mountain Up Foundation, and. Like I said, they released the turkeys, and I've seen them. It's actually neat to watch. You start out with a small group, you know, here and there, and now they're everywhere. The population has really come on strong. And, and like I said, fishing years ago wasn't really all that great on uh, Norman. Is you know, you still had some good fishing, but not like you do today. And um, we caught so many spots this year. I mean, uh, this past Sunday. I remember not even catching a spot, and even knowing right. what a spot was, you yeah. know, there's more large mouse and uh, the hybrids are coming on strong. And one thing I was hoping we'd get some uh, stripers, but yeah, they wasn't really hitting nothing right yeah. now. And I think a couple more weeks we'll be turning on the stripers pretty good too. Yeah, it's a, it's just a fun time of year to get out of the house. I mean, everything's you see everything blooming and it's beautiful. And 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 you know, I can remember as a kid going way back and. You know, as hunters and fishermen, we, we always want to talk about proximity. We don't want to really narrow right. it down where you were on Lake Norman. Right. But I know uh, there's a certain lake in the area, and I was talking to my dad about this show, and, and he was telling me about this this particular lake that someone in this going. room might have permission to fish. And my dad was telling me about how many 10-pound bass yeah uh my dad and your dad caught together on this place so yeah. we might have to make a little field trip out of this place i might have to work on that my connection there is no longer there um <laughs> yeah this guy he was there and you know dad got to fish there a lot and take all his buddies fishing and done some shows filmed some shows with your dad there and um when dad passed away the guy called me up and says hey i want to hand on the tradition and let you start coming out 
I remember when I was a kid sneaking down there to fish. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that, but anyway, you know, I was a kid. I wanted to fish. It was 50 yards from my mom where I lived, and, you know, I was going to take the chance, and I did. <laughs> and I only got caught one time. And then after that, it's like, you know, when the guy called me, I'm like, yeah, I'll do this because, man, that lake is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, like I said, 10-pounders is easy, and uh, you get the 12-pounders is pretty nice, too. That's pretty amazing. That's amazing. I mean, the crappie here. are big, too. You get, get some good crappie in that lake. My dad did a show years back uh, over, your dad had a lake, and it was your dad and Taylor and my dad and my little sister, Lucy. Yep. And uh, they were catfishing. Mm-hmm. And the funniest thing, uh, I guess uh, your dad had gotten Taylor some kind of little Mickey Mouse yeah. rod, you know, yeah. and it didn't have, it was it was not designed to catch a 10-pound, 15-pound uh-uh. catfish. Well, she hooked one. And this thing took off, and it just spun all the line out of this this poor little Mickey Mouse rod smoking. Yeah. And she looked right up, and uh, your dad said, what happened, Taylor? And she said, blowed up. Blowed up. Yeah, that's that's genetic right there now, I'm telling you. <laughs> it brings the racing part into it. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of fun on that lake. It's, uh, a lot of catfishing there, and it was pretty neat to watch the kids. I got four kids, and my two boys growing up, and my daughter, my oldest daughter growing up, she... We always went out there fishing and had a good time. And uh, I remember one time my boy got it, my youngest one, Jeffrey. He hooked on one of them, and I thought it was going to pull him in. I mean, he <laughs> went, he almost went off that little dock there where you stand out and feed the fish and stuff. But a lot of good, a lot of good times there. I remember fishing there with Dad a lot and a lot of bass fishing with him. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a challenge to catch bass because the catfish would eat, actually right. eat the lures too. So Real aggressive. Oh, yeah. So it was pretty neat. You know, you think about that, and you talk about these memories uh, with your dad, and I talk about the memories with my dad. Uh, I can remember when my dad started his fishing show, and it, it was somewhere around uh, 1989, 1990. I was just, uh, I was pretty, I was pretty goofy looking little kid, and we were looking back at some old pictures. And man, I'm a, I'm on his show, and I'm wearing some kind of. I'm wearing some kind of looks like gym shorts, and I got white socks pulled up to my knees with the three stripes, you know. Oh yeah, and these big rim glasses. I look like such a goofball, but it is it's so important that you you pass on this tradition, and a part of passing that on is teaching them. And, and I get a lot of questions from people about, um, man, how do I get my kid in the outdoors? How do I get them right. fishing? Yep. How do I get them hunting? What what are some things that you do? Well, I mean, you know, we start out by just going walking through the woods. You know, on some of the properties we have, we have roads cut all the way around them and roads going through them. So we'd take walks through the woods, and, you know, she'd start seeing bobcats, turkeys, and different things, and she starts asking questions. And then, you know, I, I remember the first time I took her turkey hunting, she said she wanted to kill a turkey. So I took her out, and Sister Taylor went with us. And we're sitting there, and, I mean, she's called turkeys up before, and not hunting, just went out to take her to uh, daycare and, I heard a gobble, you know, I'm like, run back in and says, hey, y'all, come on. I heard a turkey gobbling. So they come out on the porch. Her hair, she's got one point two in. Mama hadn't got that one in yet. <laughs> and I go down looking for my box call in my shop, and I'm sitting there digging through, and I heard a box call going off, and I look out the door, and she's up on the porch. She had it in her bedroom. <laughs> so she's sitting there, and she starts hitting that box call, and these turkeys start gobbling, and she calls them in about 20 yards from her, but it's like two weeks before season, yeah. so. And that was exciting. So we, anyway, back to the story. We went, took her out, and we're sitting there, and she's working the box call, and I hear them coming in behind us, gobbling like crazy. And I said, all right, get ready. Here they come. They're coming up behind us. And it got real quiet and everything. I heard, <laughs> she's sniffling. I'm like, what? And I look down, and she's got tears coming out. Oh, said, man. What's wrong? She says, 
I don't want a turkey hunt. I don't want to shoot no turkey. And my sister says, you want to go shoot cans at my house? She goes, yeah. And we all stand up and turkeys fly everywhere. But she swears to me that she's wanting to kill a turkey this year. So yeah, we'll good. see how that works. You know, you, you make a really good point there. I, you know, as guys, we've been doing it for a long time. And, and you know, we're competitive by nature. Mm-hmm. Just how it oh, is. Yeah. And I, I want to go and I, I want to be successful and I want to do these things. But when you take a kid... Uh, you have to really back up from that right. strategy. So f- for people that are really interested in taking their kids, you you kind of got to wait them in the water kind of slow, right. as you're saying. And yep. once you get once you get them out there, if if it's not even if it's the biggest deer that's ever walked, or you know five big mm-hmm. gobblers coming in, sometimes if they want to if they want to do something different, you just got to do it. Exactly. You know, yeah. skip rocks in the creek. Just right. go at their pace. Exactly. You don't want to force them. You don't want to push them to do it because that will turn them away. I mean, if they're not ready, they're not ready. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she actually shot at her first deer this year with the crossbow and shot over it. <laughs> she was <laughs> she was excited mad. but mad, you know. Yeah. She decided that she actually shot at a deer, but, you know, upset she missed it. But she's she's been pretty headstrong. Like I said, she's gotten into barrel racing and all this, so it's made her a tougher little girl. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how it goes this year. Ho- hopefully she'll pull the trigger and get one for her. I can't wait to see pictures. Oh, I know. I'm I, ready. That'll be cool. I'm I, ready. You know, when I was a kid growing up, my dad, being a, a professional fisherman, who that he's extremely competitive. We'd sit out on the lake, and we'd sit, we'd get, we'd we'd take off on the boat ramp before it got daylight, yep. and we didn't come back till it was pitch black dark. Yeah, I'm talking a sun drop and a pack of lance crackers. That's, That's it. it. You know, yeah. and now that my dad's my dad's old, you know, uh, he's a uh, he's always telling me, you know, and he's wanting to take the grandkids. He's got a whole spread. He's got a you know a whole spread of Kentucky Fried Chicken or something. Oh, yeah. You know, and they're fishing a half a day, and he's making yeah. it easy. What happened? You know, they do that with grandkids. I mean, I've noticed that with all grandkids. I mean, things that I would do and get. I mean, I'd get a beating for. These <laughs> grandkids would do it, and oh, it's okay. We'll fix it. You know, it's yeah. like what happened? Yeah, you didn't do that with me. I mean. <laughs> I don't know, but I got a grandson now, so I guess I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, you'll be spoiled. <laughs> Give him a bunch of sugar and send oh, yeah. him home. And you know, I, I talked to a lot of guys about. By far, I, I've gotten to do a lot of cool things on our, our show, Hank Parker's Flesh and Blood, and, and I've been able to hunt all over and do a lot of different things. But turkey hunting is by far my favorite for a couple of reasons. One is uh, it's just really exciting. You, you are working the bird and yep. you're kind of reversing nature by getting this gobbler to come to you instead of the hen going to him. And in that, I can hunt here. I don't have to go out to Texas right. or, I mean, you can if you want to, but you can hunt in your own backyard. Exactly. And, you know, that's neat because, you know, I only got 13 acres. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks you have a lot of land and all this stuff. I am surrounded by some big farms, but, you know, I, I was out one morning and was messing there in the shop. Well, I was in the barn. I was cleaning the stalls, and I heard a couple of turkeys gobbling behind the house. And I'm sitting there, you know, cleaning the stalls, and I hear them going down towards the creek. I'm like, man, this is pretty cool, you know. So I get the last stall clean, and I heard them, heard them down below my property there at the creek. So I run and get my box call and run around the pasture down to this box blind I built get there and i start hitting that call and sure enough here comes three it was probably two-year-old birds but mm-hmm. you know it's eight eight inch beers very decent birds yeah for my daughter she'd have been there mm-hmm. but she was still in bed <laughs> but you know it's it's you know that where we're going with that is you can still hunt here where you live right. you just find a farm mm-hmm. talk to the farmer and 
some of them will let you actually go hunt just because, you know, the turkeys are a nuisance or something to them. Right, absolutely. You know, I talked to some guys, and, and they're always talking about, man, how do I how do I begin learning how to do this? And and one thing I always tell people, and I still do this every chance I get, there's there's several guys I really respect uh, as far as turkey hunting and uh, Steve Cobb's one of them. I, he's a he's a professional caller. I'll just go hunt with him, mm-hmm. and I I feel like I learn something every time I go. But some of the common mistakes that I see people make in turkey hunting is one uh, that they go to the property where they're going to hunt, and they get out and they walk around, yeah. and then they want to hear what they sound like with their turkey call. Right. The worst thing you can do is if you find a place to hunt, is start call. If you don't have a gun in your hand and you're ready to shoot them, don't call to them. You know, I mean, we've got our kids doing fun stuff, and that's a different deal. Right, but right. Uh, you know, if you're, you know, one of the main things you can do is really scout. Stay in your vehicle if you can. Mm-hmm. Don't let them see you, and never ever call to these turkeys before season comes in because you're just giving them a free education when it comes around. Exactly. You know, a lot of these places the turkeys are comfortable with vehicles, tractors because mm-hmm. they see them every day. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, if you ride around, like you said, scouting, stay in the vehicle. And I learned this myself because I used to do it. I get out calling, you know, mm-hmm. just practicing, walking in the woods and stuff. And I've learned that I did school them you know yeah they they kind of knew what was going on after that but i come to find out less calling you do the more success you'll have too you know I, i'd go out and i'd get them talking i'd keep calling keep calling right. keep calling right get them talk back and forth back and forth and finally they just quit and go away because they figure it out yeah yeah you so, just got to give them just enough to to be curious yeah. my wife really loves this time of year because anytime we're on a road trip I'm blowing my turkey call going down the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's nothing worse. You know, I love to turkey hunt, but there's nothing worse than listening to someone else blow a turkey call. It is. It? You think you're good, huh? Yeah. She tell you not. Yeah, I remember the first time I got my wife to go turkey hunting with us. We get we pull up to the shop on this farm, and we get out of the truck, and she's sitting there getting her all her stuff together, and I've got my turkey vest on, and hear one gobble, and she's like, she slams the door and says, what we do, what we do? I said, one, we don't shut the door like that. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing is just calm down. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty slow going. You just don't run in there after them. Yeah. So. There's so much on TV, and there's so much that goes on. And, you know, if you cross over into fishing, I was talking to my dad the other day. It seems like when you watch it on TV, it's gotten so technical. You've got all these high-dollar um sonars and and side imaging and and you've got so much and these guys are are really figuring out how to catch fish with drop shots and alabama rigs and all that stuff and i was telling my dad um i just feel like a little bit handicapped if i take my kids because we're not going to be able to do that you're gonna somebody's gonna get hooked (laughs) yeah to doing all that and what he said was was really interesting you can go at it the old school way. You can still fish this yep. time of year when the rain, when it starts raining and and the lakes start to build back up, and you can still catch them with spinner baits in the bushes. You can still enjoy catching those crappie on the bed, crappie, crappy, uh, speck, sockeye, whatever you want to get, <laughs> call them. You can still catch them the old school way, yep. and you can still go have fun with your family. And so, I think sometimes uh, people get so caught up in what somebody like Kevin Van Dam or somebody like exactly. that's doing, exactly. and they miss out that you can still catch them just like they used to. Yeah, I've, I've got my little 18-foot aluminum John boat. We'll go out, four of us on that thing's pretty crowded, but we'll go out and sit there and, you know, like I said, fish the old beds and stuff like that and still catch them. No, I don't have a sonar radar thing on mine either. <laughs> so uh, you don't see them, you got to find them. Yeah, 
that's the thing, just enjoying that, having that fun yeah. and, and, and being able to separate. You know, if you and I go turkey hunting, it's going to look a lot different. Or if you and I go fishing, it's going to look a lot different than when we incorporate our kids. And just kind of keeping that and enjoying the experience of both of them, and and knowing how to delineate. You're not gonna you're not gonna take a Talladega car to Bristol, no. at least not in your right mind. No, you have uh, no success. You'd be going back home for the race starts. <laughs> yeah, but I thought I knew my daughter until I got her out in in the outdoors. And when we go out in the woods or sit in a blind, I learn a lot more about her than I knew before we went out. So. It's kind of a bonding moment with me and my daughter, and mm-hmm. it was with my sons, too. You know, it's that time alone together, and you just learn so much about your children that you thought you knew already. Yeah, and you, there's a lot of opportunity to teach them respect. There's a lot of opportunity to teach them about the conservation efforts and yep. respecting the wildlife and uh, teaching them, you know, if, if my son goes out in the backyard and shoots a squirrel, he knows if we're going to skin it, we're going to eat it. Right. You know, and... um so there's a lot to be learned, those good conversations like we were talking about at the beginning, you know, when, when my boy gets in trouble, we, mm-hmm. we're going to have a little talk out in the woods. And, yep. You know, my daughters, I, 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 I'll I take them hunting and I'll tell them, you say, you see this right here, just remember boys are really bad. And the way <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting here in this ambush situation is going to be like when you bring yep. one to my house. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Oh, I remember that day, <laughs> my oldest daughter brought that boy home and i had my gun there ready (laughs) buddy you see this uh next time you do something wrong it'd be fire (laughs) that's funny that's funny i um i can tell you um some of my fondest memories have been out in the woods and you know we talk about the experiences we've had with our with our fathers and then that experience of passing it on a couple of years ago my little boy boone he's very laid back so I loved a turkey hunt, and when he was, I think he was four years old, I took him turkey hunting, and I just let him sit on my lap, and this bird's gobbling. I mean, he is gobbling like crazy, and uh, I've got him sitting on my lap, and I've got, like, just one of those little stick-in-the-ground blinds, and I'm thinking, man, this this is going to be awesome. He's going to get to see this whole thing take place, and it's a really tough place where we were hunting, and um, this bird starts working, and I was like, you ready, buddy? I'm going to shoot him. You ready? You ready? He didn't say anything, so I just went ahead and shot the bird. And I looked down, he was sound asleep. In your lap. I had to wake him up. He said, I didn't even hear the gun go off. Even at the gun. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but it's it's fun. Those are great memories. I love to do that. And some of the the most fun I've ever had in the outdoors has been either with my dad or my brother or my kids. And, you know, there's a big social aspect of that. And one of the things I really enjoy doing, and I'm actually going to be doing in a in a few weeks, is I've had the opportunity to go with the wounded warriors taking guys hunting and patriot warrior hunts and here at the end of the month we're going to be taking some guys down in the eastern part of the state on a turkey hunt we did it last year and had a great time got to meet some great veterans and i'm just looking forward to to going hunting with those guys and just having some fun hearing some of their stories and and just letting them kick back and have a good time on a hunt yeah it's pretty neat i've done a few of them with some you know veterans wounded veterans and to the wounded warrior deal and it's neat to hear the stories and, you know, and, and the stuff they go through day in and day out to fight for our country and you know give us rights to do what we do today. And it's a lot of fun to see the smile on the guys' faces whenever you have some success, or just being in the woods, you know, getting around however it is through wheelchair or, or walker or crutches or whatever. It's a lot of fun and pretty neat stories. But I'm sure you'll have a lot of a lot of stories to tell after that one too. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing 
hearing your report coming back from Kentucky. And, you know, what we've been talking about this whole time is perspective, keeping this perspective right. of family. And, and you know, we, we celebrate this weekend Jesus' resurrection. And so I, I hope that everybody gets to enjoy that and celebrate that this weekend. Yeah, well. I'm looking forward to that. We're heading out to Kentucky in the morning and um, going to work on some stands and blinds, trim some limbs and everything and come back. Um, just in time for Easter and to celebrate and looking forward to all that and just getting excited about turkey season coming up. <laughs> I'm ready. Before we close, I, I got a story. I, I was debating on whether to tell this, but, you know, I've never actually turkey hunted with my dad. And, and like I said earlier, I really not, hadn't done any big game hunting with him. But I remember one time whenever the NWTF brought in some turkeys and released them, he had a couple brought in on his farm and released and you know they were there a little bit and then they kind of disappeared didn't see anymore and we're riding around the farm he's got this old red jeep uh, if you ever seen that and has the doors off of it and went the windows out of the back so we're riding around we come up on this little culvert crossing and um there's a stick laying on the side it's a pretty good sized log actually he's laying on the side of the road and he's like hey Gary, get out and move that i'm like nah, it's not in the way it's on the side he says get out and move it i says okay so i get out and i could bend down to pick it by that time i heard oh, he and cluck and i'm like uh-oh i grab that stick chunk it and by the time i turn she's coming out of that culvert coming up at us and i run jump in the jeep and she comes in the jeep with us oh my dad went to fussing he's slapping and that turkey's all over him and vlogging well she had a nest there he wasn't intimidated by her was he no <laughs> you ain't supposed to bring her i was like man i'm getting out of the way <laughs> but yeah that's a good time i always remember that story and talk about it quite a bit but um i don't know i guess we're pretty much out of stories another one in the books well we got a lot of stories to tell but <laughs> time you know short <laughs> well folks i hope everyone's enjoyed today's show and uh look forward to being back here on april the 8th and talk about some more stories who knows what subject we'll get into next <laughs> i'm sure it'll be good yeah that's always good with us so I appreciate y'all folks listening. Thank you for tuning in to Earnhardt Outdoors here in the Zalta studio and Junior Motorsports. Actually, you come into Junior Motorsports in the gift shop here and actually watch us act crazy and tell stories. <laughs> there you go. Till next time, folks. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 